Good morning. Welcome to the Bell and Pollock Injury Show. Gary Bell, Brad Pollock. Our law firm is Bell and Pollock. We have over 30 years of experience. We've been in business helping injured victims put their lives back together again for a very long time. And I tell you what, we're glad to share this information with you and teach you and educate you. It's very important that you know what the rules are. You know what the rules of the road are. You know that the insurance company for the at-fault party, uh, the one who hits you, caused this crash, caused an accident, uh, is not your friend. They're not on your side. And we've said that many, many times. And so... Uh, years ago, we decided it's time the public has an opportunity to understand these rules and know and, and get their own strategies uh, going for themselves because these insurance companies who try to de- defeat you if you've been injured in a car crash or other trauma, they do try to beat you. They do try to d- uh, defeat your claim, reduce your claim, mitigate the payout. They'd like it down to nothing, but if they can figure out ways and they do have strategies and they're highly trained, so why not you? Why not you for your protection of you, your family, uh, so you know the rules, so you know the rules of the road. You know what to do. You know what to say. Uh, you know what they're going to do. You know what they're going to say in the first phone conversation. Those kinds of things. You know, and by the way, in the first phone conversation that you have with an insurance adjuster after a crash, you need to know what to say, what to do. Can they properly ask you for releases? Can they properly record your statement? All these questions we answer every week. And we have a we have a button on our website, championsofthepeople.com. That's our website, championsofthepeople.com. You can hit the button and you can listen to our show on what you need to know before the you make the first phone call to the adjuster after a crash or before the adjuster calls you. This is very, very important. And so uh, it's why we do the shows. We try to cover a different injury subject each Week. Sometimes we talk about liability, meaning who's at fault and why. How do you prove it? Sometimes we talk about damages. Sometimes we talk about a host of other subjects like surveillance, like independent medical examinations, like you're injured and you have to go to the insurance company doctor. What do you need to know? Those type of things. Today, we're talking about sudden emergencies, snow and ice. There can be all kinds of sudden emergencies, but uh, and it includes snow and ice, especially in Colorado. And uh, we've heard this before. People say, well, you know, or the insurance company says to you, well, yeah, you got rear-ended, and our insured rear-ended you, and we're sorry, but it was a sudden emergency. Yeah, you, you hear that all the time. And it, just a little prelude for everybody to understand. Um, you, you hear a lot of hype out there right now, um, attorneys talking about how much they get and how great they are and everything they do for everybody and all, all the gr- great cases they're doing and they're doing other lawyers' trials and stuff in other lawyers' cases. First of all, we do our own trials. We do our own cases. Uh, when you come to us, we take care of the case from start to finish. Um, I don't understand what's going on with some of that hype. The next thing you have to understand is that when we are dealing with uh, any kind of insurance or any kind of claim, you have to have insurance. And if the insurance isn't there, then it's not going to work. And so you, you've got to make sure you understand. Now, if you get somebody who doesn't have insurance, you should have your own insurance because you should have you, uh, underinsured and uninsured motorists. You make sure you have med pay. Uh, don't let the agents talk you out of it. If an agent tries to talk you out of med pay or uninsured and underinsured motorists, it's time to get a new agent. Move on. Don't don't do that. Get Get as high as you can to protect yourself. Uh, but then we talk about sudden emergency and snow and ice. And for years and years and years, uh, defense lawyers and um, and and the insurance companies used to try to ex- make an excuse that if there was snow and ice, then in essence, a lot of times nothing counted. 
It was all right if they slid into you and hit you. It was all right if they crashed into you. It was all right if they hurt you. That that was okay because that's a sudden emergency because you're presented, you're sliding on snow and ice and how can you stop the sliding? And it actually reversed all the negligence law. Right. And, you know, you're you're going home one night and it's snowing, <coughs> snowing or it's been snowing, it's icy. Uh, it doesn't have to be icy or, or it can be either way. And you're sitting at a light and boom, you get hit from behind. And you are saying to yourself, wow. And you're going to later say to yourself, surely this is not my fault. Surely uh, some insurance company is going to take care of me and pay for my medical bills and pay me for my damages, injuries, and losses. And we've told you over the years that surely that is a myth. Surely there's going to be something else that happens and they're going to try to blame you or they're going to try, as Brad just said, say it was snow and ice. And so we're, our insurers who rear-ended you is really not at fault. We're sorry that they hit you. We're sorry you were injured and had to go in the ambulance into the ER room. We're sorry about that, but we're not going to pay you because it's a sudden emergency. So that's what we're going to dissect today. There can be all kinds of sudden emergencies. It can be an animal across the road. Uh, it can be uh, hailstorms, uh, that sort of thing. But you, you need to know what to do to beat their strategy. And their strategy is we're sorry. It's a sudden emergency. Therefore, we're not going to pay you anything. We don't care if your medical bills are thirty grand or hundred grand. We don't care. We don't care if you had to have neck surgery. We don't care because we want to defend this case and we want to uh, not not pay you and get out of paying you as pro as properly as we can. That's the insurance company talking to you. So, Brad, the sudden emergency, the law in Colorado. It used to be sudden emergency. There was a law in Colorado that said sudden emergency. Uh, you, the jury got a jury instruction, and we talk about jury instructions because that's the law at the end of the case, so you need to know the law at the beginning of the case when you're injured. And so the sudden emergency, the Colorado Supreme Court in the case of Bedore versus Johnson abolished the doctrine of sudden emergency, but they still try to use it in one way or another. Right. The, the, the Colorado Supreme Court indicated that sudden emergency, uh, and especially the instruction on sudden emergency, really didn't add much to a case. It really didn't say much, and it really wasn't appropriate. The court also, as it pointed out, is that defense lawyers and insurance companies, adjusters, they try to use it to imply there's a reduced standard of care. And we have a standard of care that you have to follow. It's been a common law. It's been around for a couple hundred years. There's no reason to change that standard of care. Um, sometimes you might have a heightened standard of care, but rarely, if ever, should you have a reduced standard of care. And that's what uh, the defense was trying to imply by sudden emergency. And the Supreme Court said that's wrong. That instruction seems to indicate that you can have a reduced standard of care, and that's wrong. Um, once again, it, it's a, a matter of saying, wait a minute, let's start, let, let's stop and look at wh what this claimed, quote, sudden emergency, close quote, is and how it came about, why it came about, and what you should have been doing when you were faced with the circumstances that they want to call a sudden emergency, but really isn't one. Right. You can give us a call anytime at 303 795 5900, that's 795-5900. Bell and Pollock is our law firm. We have offices in Greenwood Village, Denver Steamboat Springs. We do cases all over the state of Colorado when we have for over 30 years. We do injury cases. We do workers' compensation cases. We help injured victims put their lives back together again. 
If you come to see us, we'll give you a free initial consultation and a free legal game plan. You can get a copy of our book called Legal Game Plan. We trademarked protected it. It's on our website, championsofthepeople.com. What about this sudden emergency? Well, the, you, you know, you might be rear-ended, and so they're going to say, we're not going to pay your medical bills. We're not going to pay your other damages, injuries, and losses because the, our insured, the one who hit you, the one who injured you, is not responsible or liable to begin with. And if we're not responsible or liable to begin with, we don't have to pay you any money. And the reason not responsible or liable to begin with, even though they rear-ended you, is because there was a sudden emergency with snow and ice. So let's talk about that. Uh, the, the case law is clear in Colorado, and now we've got the Bedore versus Johnson case. You cannot create your own sudden emergency like drinking, uh, alcohol, and driving. You can't create your own sudden emergency. But in the snow and ice situation, which is important in Colorado, uh, you know, Brad, the, the courts have talked about it. If if the people driving have a reasonable expectation, if it's foreseeable, a reasonable expectation and foreseeable that there's going to be snow and ice and they have to, it's not a sudden emergency because you could foresee it. You understand it. And, the, the, and one of those cases in Colorado dealt with the fact that the person, the outfall person knew it had snowed the night before, was ready for it, and still claimed snow and ice emergency. Right. And and once again, do you create your own emergency? You're sliding on ice because you didn't reduce your speed or you didn't take appropriate precautions on how you're supposed to be driving. Uh, you're sliding on ice because you you were going too fast and you were coming up on a hill that you should have known you were on a hill. You're sliding on ice because you have tires that are literally bald and therefore you've created your own problem, your own sudden emergency. Um, there, there are certain circumstances that now have to be examined and to just say, well, you're faced with a sudden emergency, uh, a, a prong that's always been there, it's always been there, is that it can't be of your own making. And, you know, there's always been this fight that's gone on in this dichotomy that's gone on between, okay, is snow and ice a sudden emergency that is not of your own making? We can't control weather. We can't say snow and ice. It just comes. You have to live with it. You wake up in the morning after a night of snow and ice. There it is. But at the same time, is it of your own making in the way you go out and drive in it or even when you choose to go drive in it? And what you and where you decide to go and how you decide to conduct yourself within the car when you are driving in it. Right. You know, sometimes they say there was black ice. I'm sorry. <coughs> we can't pay you. Or there was uh, other problems. There was just snow and ice and we slid into you. You know, it just happens. This is Colorado. What's your problem? Well, the problem is the case law boils down to now. It's a lot of complicated case law. And so, but we can boil it down to a couple of simple things. If, if the driver, the outfall driver could reasonably foresee... It was going to have snow and ice, and you can when it's snowing. You can when it snows the night before. You know it's going to be snowing and icy the next day. So, therefore, don't let any insurance company talk you out of or beat your claim by saying there was a sudden emergency. It was snow and ice. We're sorry. We're not going to pay you. You can call us, Bell and Pollock, 303-795-5900, Gary Bell, Brad Pollock. We've had our law firm in existence for a long time, helping a lot of injured victims. Our website, championsofthepeople.com. We'll be right back. You're on your way to the store, then boom, you're T-boned at 45 miles per hour. Instead of shopping, you're on your way to the ER. Then comes the doctor visits, prescriptions, therapy, diagnostics, ongoing treatment, and the limitations. You have range of motion problems. 
than the ultimate insult. The insurance company makes you feel like the crash was your fault. You need a legal game plan. You want a legal game plan. At Bell & Pollock, we've used over 25 years of experience to develop a legal game plan just for you. Our game plan has injury rules, rules of treatment, rules of claims, insurance company rules, litigation rules, rules they use to beat you. Now you can have them and know them and use them to protect you and your family. Our Bell & Pollock legal game plan gives you the rules the insurance company doesn't want you to have or know or use. But guess what? We do. At Bell & Pollock, success is no accident. Find us at championsofthepeople.com. That's championsofthepeople.com. Get your free initial consult and your free legal game plan. We'll help you. Good morning. Welcome back to the Bell and Pollock Injury Show. Gary Bell, Brad Pollock. Our law firm is Bell and Pollock. We do injury cases all over the state of Colorado, and we have for over 30 years. You know what? We've written a book called Legal Game Plan. You have to have a strategy. If you get in your car and you want to go from point A to point B, you use your navigation system if you're not familiar with how to get there. That's the same thing as a legal game plan once you've been injured. You don't have a navigation system. You don't have a legal game plan. You don't have a strategy. The insurance company is probably and likely going to beat you, period. When you come to Bell & Pollock, we can give you a free initial consultation and a free legal game plan. Gary Bell, Brad Pollock, we're glad to do it. You can get any of our books free on our website, championsofthepeople.com. Today, we're talking about sudden emergencies, including snow and ice. That's a big subject in Colorado. So we just said, if somebody, if it's foreseeable that it's going to be slick, if it's foreseeable there's going to be snow on the roads and ice on the roads, and, you know, when it snows at night, you're going to get up the next morning, that's foreseeable. So they can't, and don't let them use the idea of sudden emergency against you. So uh, the common law definition of negligence, we default to that. As Brad said, the insurance companies try to put on their insured a lesser standard of care so that they don't have to protect you, so they don't have to pay. The common law definition of negligence basically is what a reasonable, prudent person would do in the same or similar circumstances. So, Brad, let's talk about that a little bit, and let's talk about the comparative negligence statute in Colorado because that fits right in to sudden emergencies and snow and ice. Well, yeah. The, the, once again, you start with that, those, those, that, basic term, what a reasonably prudent person would do under the same or similar circumstances. Forever, the insurance companies and, and defense lawyers tried to make an argument that when you're out there in the snow and you're out there in the ice or when you have other emergencies like hailstorms or what or rain or maybe when you've uh, when, when you've been doing things and you're tired or whatever, they try to reduce the standard, actually. They try and say, well, you don't have to meet up to that standard because you have a sudden emergency and that forgives your failure to have acted as a reasonably prudent person under those circumstances that you're facing. And basically, when you're sitting there listening to this, I'm sure you're thinking, well, normally when you have snow and ice, you should have a greater standard of care. You should be more careful, not less careful. But what they were doing was they were forgiving the less careful person. Now, they weren't forgiving the less careful person just because they liked the less careful person. They were just, they're, they're forgiving that person who's not measuring up to the standards because they can keep money in their pocket. 
and they can take it away from you. And that's what their concern is. And that's what they care about is taking money away from you and keeping it in their own pocket. So their next step when they get into this is now all of a sudden pointing their finger at you saying, well, you have some negligence. You did some things wrong. You weren't careful enough. And a lot of times the very finger they point at you, they refuse to point at their own client or their own insured. And they want to compare your negligence. So if they can say you're 20% negligent, then they can take 20% away from your injuries, damages, and losses, the amount of money you're entitled to recover. Right. The comparative negligence statute fits right in because it compares the negligence, if any, if any, of all the parties in the crash. So if if you were being rear-ended, we've done a show on how they try to blame you, even though you were rear-ended. We're not going to cover that again today, but you can go to our website, championsofthepeople.com, and you can listen to any of our shows, but they're going to try to blame you. If you have an intersection accident or a sideswiping accident or a lane change accident or a crossover the center lane accident, they're going to try to blame you. Let, let me give you an example. The comparative negligence statute compares the negligence of party number one, that might be you, with party number two. And I'm going to make up this example. Let's say your case is worth $100,000. And so if they can say that you're 20% negligent, they're going to subtract 20% from the hundred grand or $20,000, $20,000 and not pay it to you because they say you were negligent. There's their motivation. There's the motive. There's the MO. There's the incentive to blame you. So that's how the comparative negligence statute works on the surface. There's a lot of details to that statute that we can't cover in this show, but I understand it would apply in snow and ice as well. So Brad hit the nail right on the head when he says they try to impose a lesser standard of care when there should be a heightened standard of care, a heightened warning when there's snow and ice and you should adjust to the conditions. So you have to look at the factors. The factors, what a reasonably prudent person would do under the same or similar circumstances. Okay, slow down. Turn on the lights and the wipers, right? Avoid puddles. Increase following distance maybe up to four seconds. Uh, you know, beware of misty rains and, and freezing. Be prepared to handle a skid safely. Know how to brake. Be trained. All those factors go into this, quote, snow and ice, end quote. We're sorry. We're not going to pay you. And so um, that, that's kind of how they set it up. And yet to drill down on these cases, you have to look at the factors. And that's exactly what we do. And, and if you don't look at the factors, you're going to make a big mistake. And, and let's go a little past that. Snow and ice, we're talking about very, very common reason that they'll say, well, it's not our person's fault. And, and they, they sneak in sudden emergency, especially when they're talking to either lawyers who don't know the law and lawyers who aren't paying attention and don't know what the rules are, or when they're talking to individuals and they look and say, well, they really weren't doing anything wrong. They just hit a icy patch and ran into you. And, you know, you can't recover for that because before you can recover, you got to show they did something wrong and they really didn't do anything wrong. Don't buy it. And, 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 you know, I'll go so far as to expand a little bit when they tell you there's a sudden emergency and the person passed out or they blanked out or they blacked out or they, 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 they can't remember what happened before the accident. They must have had an episode. Don't buy it. These are things that have to be explored and you look into them and you say, wait a minute, how come you have this quote problem? How come you slid on this in this location? How come you, uh, negligent driver or at-fault driver, uh, could not control your car when there were at least 100 cars within the last 30 minutes before you that went through this same area and didn't have this problem? Why are you suddenly having it? What did you do differently that is less than 
uh, uh, the standard of care, where you're not acting as a reasonably prudent person. Were you not paying attention? Were you looking at something on your phone? Were you doing, were you gunning your car? Were you trying to speed around somebody? What is it that caused your particular car to, to, to spin out or to run into somebody when all these other cars got by? Right. And that's a very good point. Once you get these factors identified, then you can start attacking their attack. And their attack is we're not going to pay you because there was a sudden emergency. You know, and, and we're sorry. We, we slid on ice and snow. You, you understand that. I know you're injured, but you understand that that's the insurance company talk. You don't fall for it. Do not fall for this. You know, you need to need to incorporate the rules of the road uh, into the whole, into all of these factors. You know, the careless driving statute in Colorado, 42-4-1402, basically says a person who drives a motor vehicle without due regard, those are important words, without due regard for the width, grade, curves, corners, traffic, and use of the streets, use of these streets is guilty of careless driving. The reckless driving statute is almost the same but it's a wanton and willful disregard. So let me ask you, is it a willful disregard of a driver when they know it's snowing ice, they can foresee it, they understood it snowed last night, it's going to be slick, and they go too fast? Is that a willful willful disregard? Because you see these cars just barreling by you when you're trying to be very careful in snow and ice. So is that a willful disregard? Is that reckless driving? That's one of the ways you attack this. And that's exactly why the sudden emergency doctrine was was set aside or the court no longer allows an instruction on it. Because as they stated, the, the instruction does not really have the jury look at the totality of the circumstances. And that's the important part. You have to look at the totality of the circumstances. What's the totality of the circumstances in this issue with regard to the question of the sudden emergency that's being claimed? You Sometimes you have to go back in time to find out what the person was doing. Sometimes you can look right then and determine what the person was doing literally seconds before the crash that caused the crash where a reasonably prudent person would not have done that. And, and, and that's very important that you understand it. Uh, when you're coming up on the crest of a hill on a, on a snowy day or where there's snow and ice, uh, you, you may be want to be very careful as you're going down that hill if you recognize that the bottom of the hill is a stoplight, then people are going to be stopping. They're going to be trying to stop for that light when it turns red. But at the same time, you've got to be paying attention to people who decide that they're going to go out from the, the cross side, from the cross street. When people are coming down the hill and it's snow and ice, there's a different standard that needs to be applied. You need to get lawyers who are experienced, who understand this, and who can address these different standards. You know, we've done a case recently in the past couple of years where there was a hill. You go down a hill and there's a stoplight at the bottom of the hill. And, of course, there was snow and there was ice and somebody ran into somebody else uh, coming down this hill. And that's exactly what the insurance company and their insurance company lawyers tried to raise. It was a hill. It was snowy and icy. What do you expect? Well, what do you expect? You expect is you adjust to the conditions. And Brad always makes this very good point. There were hundreds of cars, maybe thousands of cars that very morning that went by the same uh, intersection down the same hill and no problem whatsoever. So you can navigate it reasonably, and that's what you have to do. You know, you can ask any state trooper, and I've talked to a lot of them, ask any state trooper what happens and what should happen when it's snow and ice, and they'll all boil it down to basically the same thing. You should adjust your driving 
for the conditions. Well, I've, I've seen this happen with on and off ramps. Somebody's getting on onto a ramp or, or they're going off a ramp and it's an, an incline and there's some snow and ice on there and they run into the person in front of them. And the first thing they want to complain is, first of all, that person shouldn't have been going so slow. Why they're going fast on the ice. The next thing they're saying, it's icy and I couldn't stop because that person was going so slow. And then they say that person had no reason to stop. That person could have just merged on to the, to the, to the traffic in front of them and they knew I was on a downhill and they knew there was snow and ice there. So it's really their fault and it's all right for me to have just zipped off that off ramp and run into them. Right. You can call us anytime at 303-795-5900. That's 795-5900. In the mountains, you can call us at 970-870-8989 or our website, championsofthepeople.com. We've done cases all over the state of Colorado. We've done them in all four corners of the state. We've done them in Sterling, Fort Collins, Steamboat Springs, uh, down south uh, on the western slope all over Colorado. We're glad to do it. And we also do workers' compensation cases, 303-795-5900. So we got a break coming up, but right after the break, we're going to talk to you about the Colorado Driver Manual. You'll be surprised what it has in the manual, the one you use to take your driving exam and driving test and get your driver's license, what it says about snow and ice. Bell and Pollock, champions of the people, will be right back. You're on your way to the store, then boom, you're T-boned at 45 miles per hour. Instead of shopping, you're on your way to the ER. Then comes the doctor visits, prescriptions, therapy, diagnostics, ongoing treatment, and the limitations. You have range of motion problems. Then the ultimate insult. The insurance company makes you feel like the crash was your fault. You need a legal game plan. You want a legal game plan. At Bell & Pollock, we've used over 25 years of experience to develop a legal game plan just for you. Our game plan has injury rules, rules of treatment, rules of claims, insurance company rules, litigation rules, rules they use to beat you. Now you can have them and know them and use them to protect you and your family. Our Bell & Pollock legal game plan gives you the rules the insurance company doesn't want you to have or know. Or use. But guess what? We do. At Bell & Pollock, success is no accident. Find us at championsofthepeople.com. That's championsofthepeople.com. Get your free initial consult and your free legal game plan. We'll help you. Good morning. Welcome back to the Bell and Pollock Legal Show. Gary Bell, Brad Pollock. We are injury attorneys. We do the show every week to teach you and educate you about a different injury subject. We want you to have the information to fight the insurance company, and these insurance companies fight you, and they have their own strategies. Okay, the Colorado Driver's Manual, page 26. If you ever look at it, section 11.11a talks about snow and ice. 11.11 talks about bad weather. These are rules of the road. This is what you have to do. So when they say they were sorry, they slid on snow and ice, you got a driver's manual upon which they got their driver's license to to, uh, cover it. Now, under the snow and ice section, it says streets and highways covered with snow, snowpack or ice are extremely hazardous. And it goes on and on, and I can't read it. I don't have enough time. I wouldn't read it to you all anyway. Uh, but you need to understand that's one of the ways you fight this uh, snow and ice and sudden emergency. So, Brad, let's give everybody a takeaway. Uh, real quick, we're about to wrap up the show. The takeaway on sudden emergency is you don't really have to put up with it. No, don't don't put up with it. And if it's brought up, 
Don't bother talking to him or tell him you're not going to talk about that. Don't fall into it. Get a lawyer. And if your lawyer doesn't know the sudden emergency has been done away with and it really isn't a doctrine anymore and the jury instruction can't be given, then get a different lawyer because that's they're too far behind. This law was changed in 2013, folks. Right. 2013. So you and your attorney should know this. And there's a picture in the Colorado Driver's Manual that shows you which way you should turn your wheels when you start to skid. How about that? There's a lot more in that driver's manual, too. That's the rules of the road. Call us anytime, 303-795-5900, or go to our website, championsofthepeople.com. We'll see you next week.